Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. When it comes to mathematics, there's no higher prize than the Fields Medal, and this week it was just awarded. So we're going to first look at the different areas of mathematics and how you classify and break them up, because then we're going to turn to the Australian Fields Medal winner, Professor Ashka Venkatesh, and look at his work in tying together all these disparate areas of mathematics to help solve problems. This week, the Fields Medal was awarded. Now, the Fields Medal has been running since 1936 and in some areas is described as the Nobel Prize of Mathematics. But unlike the Nobel Prize, the prize itself is only awarded once every four years and the winners have to be someone new each time. And it's meant to recognise achievement in the past and also promote and push people along to achieve further things and sort of give inspiration to the whole field of mathematics in general. The prize money, of course, is less than the Nobel Prize, but it is also a prestigious award, incredibly so for people in the field of mathematics. Now, the Fields Medal is named after Canadian mathematician John Charles Field, who established the concept for this prize, although he didn't live to see its actual implementation. Now, Australians have actually won the award once before. Dr. Terence Tao won the award first in 2006. And like the Nobel Prize, it doesn't have a great gender ratio in terms of the awardees. And that is a problem for the Fields Medal itself. Now, in 2014, the very famous and talented Iranian mathematician, Mayarem Mizrakhani, was, was the first woman to ever receive a Field Medal for her amazing work in geometry. Unfortunately, she died in 2017, and there hasn't really been any other female winners since then. Obviously, this is the last chance, uh, most recent chance to award one, but that's a pretty poor record over a prize that's 76 years in history. Now, when we think about the Fields Medal, you think about very complicated and sophisticated and difficult topics or esoteric concept that the mind can barely get its head around. And if you look at some of the awardees this year for the Fields Medal, you'll find that a lot of the people who received this prize actually have achieved it for bringing together a lot of the disparate and strange fields of mathematics and combining them to help solve problems. And that's exactly what the Australian mathematician, Professor Ashke Venkatesh, who was first rose onto the Australian mathematical scene when he graduated from the University of Western Australia at the age of 14 as a genius prodigy in mathematics, but currently resides in America, teaching at the University of California, Stanford. Now, we're going to dive into his work, but first we're going to talk a little bit about mathematics as a concept in a field and all the areas that are made up of mathematics. It goes beyond what you might think of arithmetic algebra or even calculus there's a whole range of different fields inside mathematics and they all have their own nuance spin and sometimes strange terminology so before we dive too deeply into the world of mathematics let's just take a step back and give an overview of how it all works So just like biology and physics, when you try and break up mathematics into discrete areas that you can understand or work in, it gets very, very jargony and very messy very quickly. And there's a lot of overlap between the definitions. 
Now, we're going to talk about the Mathematics Subject Classification System, which is just one of the many classifications floating around out there. But it's an important one because it's used by a lot of the mathematical journal review databases. So when people actually publish papers in mathematics, typically they'll actually use this terminology, which is as good a place as any to really kick off. So what is mathematics? Well, you can break it up into different areas or levels, right? And the big way to think about it is there's the general foundational levels. And this includes the history of mathematics, the general principles of mathematical logic, and even some high-level topics like algebraic logic and set theory. But in general, these are the simple basic things in mathematics that most of us have some vague familiarity with. Then we get into discrete mathematics, which is the study of structure of mathematical abstractions. Now, that could be anything from set theory, algebraic systems, um, matrix theory, which are sets of numbers, rings, categories, groups, and even topology groups. Number theory happens to lie inside this discrete mathematics, and number theory is something we're going to focus on quite a bit this episode. And the idea behind number theory, it's basically the rules that make up whole numbers or integer numbers. And it has a lot to do with things like prime numbers as well and factoring primes, as well as qualities and properties of individual numbers. Why is that important? Well, the factoring of primes and the dealing with primes is actually one of the big important areas for cryptography. And cryptography, you might say, well, who cares? You do because your credit cards and any of your personal information or your email logins or your password uses some form of cryptography, which for the most part at the moment relies on prime numbers. So you might think number theory is some weird esoteric topic, but I can guarantee you it's the air of mathematics that you're using without knowing in your daily life, or at least it's underpinning all your technology. Now, the next area in mathematics is analysis, which is basically the study of change and quantity. And this includes things like calculus that you might be familiar with, or maybe things in the complex number space, the negative number space. And this is where all your fancy harmonic analysis, Fourier transforms, and integral calculus that if you've studied engineering, you'll be very familiar with. But at its heart, analysis are just just about studying how things change and defining their quantities. After that, you get into geometry and topology, which is the study of space, how things are defined. For example, triangles, cubes, rectangles. What's the difference between them? And what happens when we go from flat shapes all the way up to three or four or more dimensions? And the whole idea of topology, what is the difference, if there is one, between a cup and donut, which is a very, very funny mathematical joke if you understand a little bit about topology. Now, that's the idea and the study of shapes in both their general form and their abstract form as well. And after that, mathematics moves into the applied area, which is basically where we take all these high-level math concepts and we apply them to real things, like mechanics, the study of movement, the statistics, which is the study of the way mathematics can be used to help quantify probabilities of things occurring. There's also the really complicated things like astronomy, geophysics, quantum theory, statistical mechanics, fluid mechanics, and all of the other complicated systems that use mathematics as a basis of their analysis and understanding. So with that in mind, there's basically these five groups, the general foundation, discrete mathematics, the analysis, the study of change and quantity, 
geometry, the study of things in space, and applied mathematics, basically how you use maths to help solve other scientific problems. Now, when you think about it, there are a wide range of topics that we've just gone through there. It pretty much covers all fields of science, especially when you get through the applied mathematics field. And the problem is, each of these different areas of mathematics have their own languages, their own toolboxes. When you come to a problem that you want to solve in one area of mathematics, you have to think and figure out which tool you want to use. And that means that the research in these areas can often be very spread out. And if there's a particularly challenging problem, or maybe you're trying to prove that an idea works in a universal sense, then you're often limited to the toolboxes of that field of mathematics. There aren't many things that work all the way across all those different fields. Now, sometimes mathematicians use a little trick called a transformation. And that's where they take one piece of information, they wrap it up inside a box, and they basically then say, well, we're going to treat the problem with this outside box, not the thing inside it. So you want to imagine you're trying to figure out how to send a package. Well, you put your round ball, which is a really hard shape to ship in the mail, and you put it inside a package. And now it's easier to transfer through the mailing system, send with the courier. And then when you get to the other side, you can open that back up and then you have your ball again. And that kind of transformation tool is one that's used a lot in mathematics. And that is one of the things that Professor Venkatesh actually used quite neatly to help tie together not one, not two, not three, heaps of different fields of mathematics together and bring together what seems like very strange and different concepts and make them work together. Use tools from one field to help solve problems in another. And that is one of the reasons why he was awarded a Fields Medal. So what exactly did he do? Let's now dive into that question. Now, the Fields Medal is a recognition of a whole body of work rather than necessarily a single piece of scientific research. And for that reason, the Fields Committee has actually highlighted three areas, but also really just the whole of Professor Venkatesh's contribution to mathematics. And one of the first areas that they were and recognised is his work with tying number theory together with dynamics. Now, as Professor Venkatesh himself has explained, Number theory is about the properties of whole numbers and things like prime numbers. And dynamics is about questions like if you have a ball bouncing inside a triangle, where is it going to go when it bounces around? How does it bounce around that triangle? And where is it most likely to end up hanging out in a corner or something like that? And they seem like very, very different things. In mathematical terminology, they're incredibly different. And one of the particular things that Professor Venkatesh was looking at is the idea of tying uh, the general form of quadratic formulas, transforming them and helping to solve uh, basically a formulation that people had about trying to transform and understand general forms of quadratic formulas. And he did that by bringing in a whole concept from the theory of dynamics about lattice structures and properties of lattice matrices as they change and adapt and used, basically like we talked about, a transformation to take this problem 
from number theory, which is about trying to find generalized forms of quadratic equations, and then transfers it to the dynamic world, used some of these lattice topology tricks and brought it back and solved the problem that way. So this second area where Professor Venkatesh really yielded some brand new insights is in tying number theory, this time with not dynamics, but topology, the study of generalized shapes and properties of shapes. Now, one we know in number theory, an important part of it is unique factorization, which is that we should be able to represent any integer in exactly one way as a product of prime numbers. This prime factorization is a pretty important part of number theory, as we talked about before. Now, these integers form a quintessential example of a ring. And a ring is just a mathematical concept, which means a set of objects together with three operations. Pretty much like having three things together with an addition, a subtraction, and a square root. For example, a plus b square root minus 5, where a and b are whole numbers. Now, this ring, let's call it r, has some interesting properties. Like, there's a solution hiding inside that little equation for x squared equals negative 5, which you can't solve just by having the numbers a and b. But the problem with this general formula r is that it has a problem. There's no really unique way to break that down because there's lots of actual different solutions there. It can be factorized in nine different ways. Or another way to think about it is in a three by three matrix. And it's not really that useful to know which is the actual solution you're trying to find. So when we tried to understand and figure out which of these factorizations of this ring is the real one that we actually want or which ones are useful and which ones are not, there wasn't any really good way to come up with it. Now, Cohen and Leinster in 1984 came up with a pretty good way of getting close or an approximation to an answer to this question that works for roughly 43% of the time, which is pretty good for a theory or a, what they call a heuristic. But in the world of mathematics, it's not a real proof. It's not an absolute case that works in all conditions. But no one really understood why that heuristic worked and why it worked reasonably well. 43% of the time ain't bad when you're trying to figure out and factorize a prime. So this is where Professor Venkatesh used a really interesting technique. This time he used the field of topology. And basically he turned this number theory problem and took it all the way over to the world of topology, which is usually used for analyzing shapes. And the concept that he brought was the notion of homological stability basically means that you can understand the properties and look for symmetries and stability in these shapes uh, and that helps you actually figure out um, the property or nature of something. Now, the last example that the Fields Committee highlighted is not actually a finished piece of work yet. Um, it's being debated and talked about now in the 2017-2018 academic year, but papers aren't fully published, and people are basically going, well, this is a good idea, but we don't. it's not fully developed and finished yet. But they wanted to recognise and push it along. 
Now, this all relates to a concept called the Langlands Program. The Langlands Program was something first put forward um, to help unify a lot of the different areas of mathematics, including topology, analysis, algebra, and number theory. And basically, it laid out a groundwork and said, if we can do this and this, and that will help tie two fields together, let's say topology and algebra. And if we can do this, this, we can help tie something else together. And it was basically a listing of big problems and ways we could probably solve these problems by tying together different areas of mathematics. Now, the best known case of the Langlands program being useful is that this was the concept that Andrew Viles used, along with input from Richard Taylor, to help solve Fermat's last theorem the very, very famous equation that he was famously cracked in the 1990s, which was basically solving a number theory problem using a proof of geometry, which was a pretty exciting thing at the time. It took, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages, not hidden in the margin like Fermat suggested, but it was a good idea nonetheless. Another example is tying the idea of elliptical curves, which are pretty strange and difficult geometric concepts, and tying them to something else, which is an analytic concept called a modular form. And by tying these two things together, that you now have a way of translating between these two areas of mathematics. And that was interesting, but when this method called the Taylor-Wiles method of connecting elliptical curves with modular forms was developed, they said that, look, we, we figured something out, these things can tie together, but they only work with a special type of geometric shape. Basically, they said it only works if you have a Shimura variety of shape. If you don't, sorry, you can't use this method to translate. Now, Professor Venkatesh and his researchers and co-authors are trying to find a way to figure out to apply this method, this Taylor-Wiles method, to non-Shimura variety shapes and basically make it a general formula that can be used as part of the Langlands program. This just goes to show that you can tie together lots of different fields of mathematics and not just be a problem solver or a person who builds theories and lays out topics and says, I've got an idea, I don't know how exactly to make it work, but here's some toolboxes or toolkits. Now someone else can come figure out just how to make it more generalized. But that work is exactly what Ashke Venkatesh is doing. He's figuring out problems and figure out how to solve them, and at the same time building new theories that can help solve even more problems. That's why he's considered one of the best number theorists, because he has great knowledge inside number theory, but also outside of it, and solves problems inside this really difficult area of number theory by looking to other areas and other fields, and bringing those techniques all the way back in to number theory mathematics. Now, at only 36 years of age, it's very, very likely that Professor Venkatesh will have an astounding career to come and help really lay out and solve some of these other complicated problems inside mathematics. And the methods that he's used so far is basically to solve problems in number theory by looking across the rest of the fields of mathematics. And that's one of the reasons why he was awarded the Fields Medal. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, Lagrange Point. This week we looked at how we can solve problems in one area of mathematics by taking lessons and concepts from another, and how this helped to be lead to the awarding of a Fields Medal. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.